0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Views from the Sideline. I'm here as always with Daniel, and this is a very exciting episode because after what has felt like forever—probably three months now—but um, it's felt way longer than that—the NBA is finally back. Um, I'm super excited, Daniel. How are you feeling right now?
1: Um, well, it's exciting. I mean, I'm not—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm a Raptors fan, so I'm very excited for the Raptors. I mean, so far. We've done actually pretty good, although we had two losses. Um, But overall, it's like there's so many new players on new teams. And then there's rookies, there's, you know, players developing. I mean, it feels like it's like every new season. But I think this season just feels more special with the amount of like drama, with the amount of new changes, with the returns of people from injuries like Kawhi and Jamal Murray. So um, it's really exciting just to see everybody back and everyone looks different and better. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just really excited for this season, um, but I guess we can just jump right into it because there have been about a week of games gone by so far, and we can just go over a little bit of the, you know, some of the major talking points so far in this season. So the first one, you know, I seem like we were always talking about them, and in the past two seasons, we've only been talking about them in negative ways. The Los Angeles Lakers are 0-3 through three games with a loss to the – basically a blowout loss to the Warriors – a very close loss of the Clippers and a very close loss to the Blazers just about 20 minutes ago. So they're 0-3, bottom of the Western Conference. Um, yeah, and we knew going into this season, I mean it's 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 funny, don't get me wrong. It's funny, but like it's also kind of sad because I feel like we shouldn't be wasting LeBron James's like twilight years um at this point i mean we knew this team was not good we knew they had no shooters they had didn't really add anybody in the offseason outside of lonnie walker um for shooting and juan toscano anderson um we knew that russell westbrook didn't fit with them but they didn't move him they didn't do anything to trade him they wanted to keep their first round picks um yeah i don't know and then still like i feel like this is kind of expected right don't you think
1: yeah i mean although you did bring in lonnie walker and then kendrick nunn like you I not expected to like be better because I mean I even I like I watched the Blazers and all of the Blazers went nuts and at the end and they went on like an 11 0 run. Damien Lord hit like, a clutch three, and then Jeremy Grant hit a clutch bucket. Like based on like on paper, it looks like the Lakers are supposed to win pretty easily with like LeBron, AD Russell Westbrook. But yeah, I don't know. The Lakers are they're looking kind of weird because there's not, nothing like, no one, there's not there's not much like no one's really talking about him too much now, and like Russell Westbrook, like you know they benched him for the final play to to shoot the ball um, to make it you know to win the game, but LeBron missed the fadeaway. So I don't know. It's the Lakers are looking a little weird for this season, but it's only the beginning. It's three games in. You can't really describe them in a certain way yet.
0: Yeah, I I kind of agree with that but also like here's the thing. Good teams are supposed to be good, right? Yeah. So like if you're losing, okay, first of all, today I mean, yes, the Clippers they played well against the Clippers, they just couldn't hit a three for their life, so they lost. But and same thing with the Blazers, kind of similar story. But you you are supposed to win some of these contested games if you're a good team. So if the Lakers can't ease out wins against like you know the Blazers or the Clippers or like even just winning one out of every three or so, then I can't really put like have any confidence that they're gonna be good later in the season because you there's nothing that's gonna like Russell Westbrook is not gonna suddenly become an average three point shooter um like the entire team is not gonna suddenly start making threes that they were missing earlier th- those changes like those don't really happen so I just feel like personally they're they're done they're the season's just it's it's a wash right now they got they got to trade westbrook they got to get um some pieces around lebron they can actually shoot they got to manage AD's health better rest him every other game i don't care what happens that man is has like no he's he gets injured all the time so i don't know i just feel like it's it's just another season. it's like another season of disappointment
1: yeah i mean i think what the lakers do is they gotta trade russ and then they have to Honestly, I that w- it would be a good idea to just like not just have like a tank season and try to like tank for Victor Wimanyama. Honestly, if you get well, here's here's him- here's
0: the thing, here's the thing, Daniel. You know what's crazy? I would say that, but they don't even have their first round pick for this
1: year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they have nothing.
1: Literally yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I have no clue about the Lakers. I mean yeah, no clue what to do about the Lakers, but the Lakers need to figure out what's wrong. So LeBron doesn't retire, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And also, I don't know. Kind of, the Speaking of a team that the Lakers just did lose to a second ago, the Blazers. The Blazers are actually crazy this year. They're 3-0 and right now. Damian literally has dropped over 40 points in his past two games. Um, they beat the Lakers, obviously. They beat the Suns in overtime, both really close games. They went off and then they beat the Kings. So I know, I know we're only three games in, but really strong start for the Blazers so far. Any, any thoughts on that?
1: Jerome Grant's like really good for him. I mean, he's on my fantasy team. So like, I can speak for that on that, but, um, Jerome Grant. Yeah. I mean, he, we saw him last year in Detroit. He was, you know, he was, I mean, obviously it wasn't good that he wasn't a bad team. So, you couldn't really, you know, you couldn't really say much about him because his team sucked. But, you know, he's on a good team. You know, he and Dame are, are, are a good duo. I mean, you don't – people have to think about, like, because the Blazers don't like, – they have decent depth. I mean, they have Nurkic. They have um, Anthony um, Simmons. They have um, Josh Hart. Um, you know, they have plenty of good guys who can make a big impact. So, yeah. I remember we talked about it, where you know if Dame is injured in one game, I mean now you have Jeremy Grant, you have all those guards who can like you know make an impact. So although it will be bad, I mean and Damian has scored forty points in the last two games um, each. So I mean it'll be it won't yeah. be good, but you know they're pretty good. They're they're going to be pretty good this year.
0: Yeah, I see them probably ending up seventh, sixth seed probably by the end of the year.
1: Um yeah, six, six or seven. Yeah, yeah.
0: if Dame keeps playing like this, like he could seriously be MVP contention because they lost CJ. Um, Yeah, they have some good pieces around them, but it, they're not expected to be like some crazy team. And if they end up like third seed, I would personally, and Damien Lillard is like playing really well, I would probably give that MVP.
1: Yeah, it was, speaking of CJ, I went to like the Hornets-Pelicans game on Friday. Oh, really? And that's that's yeah. so nice. I mean, man, that team is crazy. I mean, Zion is the Pelicans? Like, yeah, like Zion's like treating like every single part like a baby. He's just like getting past them, like bodying them. Valentine's dropped like 32 points, 20 rebounds, like something crazy. CJ McCollum played pretty well. And then Brandon Ingram, like his, I can tell like his go to move is like his fadeaway. Like he just, every yeah. single time he does it, he just makes it and makes it and makes it. So there's no surprise that they, beat, they destroyed the Nets. They beat, Practically, they, they were destroying the Hornets until the Hornets made a little comeback. But then the Pelicans got away from them. So the Pelicans are two zero. Um, they're they're playing the um, the Jazz uh, today, um, and then easy playing, win. Yeah, then they're playing. Actually, speaking of Utah, Utah is actually not looking bad at all.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like it's like really early though, like.
1: It is really, but Utah is two and zero. They beat the Timberwolves or They beat the Nuggets by twenty. They beat the Timberwolves by six. And looking at their yeah Rudy
0: Gobert could not take revenge.
1: Yeah, looking at their team, I don't think their team is that bad. I just think there's no like star that stands out. They have Tony Horn, Tucker, Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, Malik Beasley, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Jared Vanderbilt. You know Mike Conley rudy gay Lauren markin and who dunked on rudy gobert uh kelly yeah. So, like their their, t- their team is not bad i mean i can count one two three four five six seven eight nine so there's like 10 guys that like aren't bad at all and then there's like a few rookies on their team who are young but they can develop so you know the hornets aren't the hornets the um the jazz are not looking that bad i mean it's obviously it's like early to say anything for any team right now but so far, the Jazz have actually surprised me a little bit.
0: Yeah, and another team that surprised me in a very negative way is the Philadelphia 76ers, <laughs> who are also over three right now. Bottom of the Eastern Conference. Um they yesterday, so you know, first game they lost to the Celtics. It was kind of expected. We know we know how good the Celtics are. It was it was a pretty close game. Um You know that's fine. Same thing against the Bucks. You know they lost by two. Okay, it's okay. But yesterday, yesterday the Sixers dropped a game to the Spurs, um, losing one fourteen to one hundred five to a Spurs team that's just filled with young talent. You know Keldon Johnson, Jakopo, Devin Vassell, Trey Jones. Really, nobody, no veterans on that team. Someone. This is a team that's probably tanking for Victor Wembanyama, and the Sixers still found a way to lose. So. I thought it was kind of funny that that they still haven't
1: picked up their first win of the season. I mean, this coming week the Raptors are playing the Sixers two times, so we better not lose to them. Um, yeah, well, it seems like the
0: Raptors always lock up Joel Embiid, so they'll probably they'll probably win.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Get revenge on him for that for the playoffs, but and then the <laughs> Raptors, Scotty Barnes injured sprained his ankle last night. But let's yeah. talk about the let's talk about the Raptors a little bit. So, the, <laughs> so opening night would be Dolly Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, good win statement statement win statement win to start the season out. We lose to the Nets by three because um, because yeah we don't talk about our defense from that last possession, but um, <laughs> we, we were down by one. Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving was bringing the ball out. He was guarding by Precious Cho, which is a good matchup because Cho has been one of our best players so far. And Siakam with already a triple double, so yeah, he you know, guarded and then Fan Vui decides to go double team him. Passes it wide open to you know um, Royce, O'Neal Royce O'Neal and Royce O'Neal drains the three to win the game. But um, then we lose to the Heat by three, and we were down by twenty eight. And when we came back to even it out almost, and then fell. So although we lost both times. We're moving the ball much better. Siakam is really good. He's averaging 28 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, almost triple-double on the season. So he's definitely proving himself, and he had a goal of being a top-five player in the year, of the, a top-five player in the NBA um, at the beginning of the year. So he's looking like he's doing that and probably is struggling with shooting, um, but you know that can easily be resolved. And then Achoa has been one of our best three-point shooters, even though he's a center, which is very surprising to me. Um. Yeah, that's all I have so far for the Raptors. That's my report.
0: Yeah, the Raptors, the Raptors are interesting, like very interesting situation because I feel like if Siakam has a breakout year this year, they're going to be really, really good. You know what I mean? Like if he, I'm not saying top five, but if he's like playing like a top ten player in the NBA, that team could easily be a top four seed in the in the East just because of you know. Nick Nurse is such a good coach. They are, they have such a good, like, core in Siakam and Van Vliet, And then they, they surround them with really tough, gritty defensive players and who are also balanced on the offensive end. So, like, I think the Raptors, they have, like, the potential to be very, very good. And it really just depends on, like, their star power. How good is Siakam going to be? How good is Van going to be? Um, but Siakam, he, he played really well in that Nets game. Like, even though they lost that game, that was a great game for him. So, um, def- I'm definitely lucky. What I see from Siakam and, and the Raptors in general—they're one and two right now, but they—they they should probably—they should probably even things out as the season continues.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, in terms of the other teams, I mean, you know, the Celtics and the Bucks haven't surprised me. The Hawks are pretty good so far. The Wizards are two and actually. Um, but then you know, you also have. Yeah, so the Magic are 0-3. Not a surprise there. Uh, you have...
0: Well, Paolo Bancaro is actually not that bad. He, he had oh, a Banque, good Banque, first Banqueiro
1: debut. is good. Yeah, Bancaro scored like 30 yeah. points, five rebounds. was so it's the first player to in his,
0: like... In his debut, most yeah. most points since LeBron James um, for yeah. number one overall it, pick. Or in rookie, your debut.
1: Like, like, first person to drop 35 and five since LeBron or something like that. Yeah, um,
0: he's he's really good. He's the real deal.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Hornets are actually up 17 against the Hawks. Um, which is surprising. Um, but since considering that O'Mell is out and yesterday I, I was, or Friday I was walking to the Hornets game. And then like in, near the Hornets stadium, like at the Hornets stadium, they have like a open window where you can see their practice facility. That's like technically in their stadium. And O'Mell was like practicing yeah. there. So, you know, O'Mell was looking, he was actually looking, he wasn't looking that bad at him and he got injured in the preseason with a grade two angle sprain. So mm-hmm. he's, he was out for, a, he's been out for a couple of weeks, but he was looking good. He was moving well. So hopefully he's back soon. And although I think Van Vliet's better than Lamel, I mean, I still, I still have respect for Charlotte. I mean, I don't want, I don't want to hate my, my own, the hometown team, but you know, even the magic, like the Celtics beat the magic by six points yesterday. So, I mean, that was a close game. You had Terrence Ross with 29 points. Jason Tatum dropped like a hundred points, um, meaning by 40, yeah. but, um, them Pistons, the Pistons got a win. Wow, I'm impressed. But um, the Pistons have more wins than the Sixers, which is really sad. And the Lakers. Yeah, but the Bulls. I as
0: many wins as the Raptors, actually.
1: You, should, you, don't have to, you don't have to make that comparison. But, you know, the, Cav, the Cavs, I mean, the loss of the Raptors, obviously. although the Diamond Mitchell played really good for, you know, his debut. Then the Cavs beat the Bulls by 30, which is absolutely atrocious. Donovan Mitchell dropped 32 points. I can't read stats. Six rebounds. <laughs> no, nine rebounds, eight assists. So, almost a triple-double there. Um, and the, the Cavs have so much depth in their team um, with, you know... Wait, does Evan Mobley's brother apparently play for the Cavs?
0: Yeah, he. And, both the Mobleys and the Cavs now.
1: Yeah. And then, um, you know, the Bulls are looking... The Bulls are kind of... I mean, Levine came back for his first game of the season yesterday, but... You know, looking at their team, I mean, I'm probably going to expect a little bit more of them because they have Marge Rosen, Patrick Williams, you know, you know, you know, like Rusevich Levine, you know, Kobe White, yeah. Andre, Andre Drummond, who they got, you know, they got Goran Dragic, you know, they, they still have Ask Crusoe, Derek Jones Jr. So, you know, on paper that team looks really, really good. So they have to like sort of they they have to really show that they're good. I mean, so far the Bulls are not. I mean, I think they.
0: Yeah, I feel I like think. it comes down to star power for a lot of these teams. You know, like it's like how yeah. well are DeRozan and Levine gonna perform? Um, uh, I mean, for the Lakers, it's gonna be like their depth, but for most teams, like you know, the Raptors, the Bulls, uh, the Cavs, all these teams that are like built well around their star players, it just, it really just depends on like how are their stars gonna perform on a night on a nightly basis.
1: Yeah, and the Bulls are playing the Celtics tomorrow, so that's going to be another tough one.
0: There, I feel like there's so many good matchups right now, right? They're oh yeah, the the Raptors this,
1: this opening two weeks, opening two weeks, crazy. Yeah, the Raptors yeah. have the a schedule in the NBA, though.
0: I think it's Lakers are number two, also. Like, so I mean, the Raptors, I think, will win games. Lakers, I don't, I don't know if they'll win any games in their first ten.
1: Yeah, but uh, Lakers are, good. like, yeah, the Raptors got. um we had the the Cavs we had we we had the um Nets now we have the Heat two times we lost the first one we were playing them tomorrow night looking to win that one then we have the Sixers two times we have the Hawks okay then we have the Spurs who hopefully we should be able to take care of um and then we have you know so the first like six or seven games not just for the Rapids but for like, a lot of teams it, it, there are a lot of really good matchups and I mean I th- I'm sure uh, for some teams it's not good for him because you know starting off bad is not always what teams want but you know the Raptors started yeah. off own the Raptors started off 0 eight last year so I'm not complaining at all like we, like we have a win so <laughs> that's, that's good but, um, <laughs> but I don't know about I don't know about Scotty Barnes I mean that that injury isn't gonna you know go well with us I mean um you know Scotty yeah. Barnes Scotty Barnes did it's sprained I mean hopefully he's not out for a while I mean, but um, you know, and the right. I think it'd be interesting.
0: It'll be interesting for Scotty also like to see like how he like not just because of injury, but like because you know, a, a lot of times there's like a sophomore slump where like the rookie of the year is like really they have like a slightly down year and they're in their second season. Let's see. I want to see if that happens with Scotty Barnes.
1: It's not gonna happen Scotty Barnes. Scotty Scotty. Okay, it won't happen. <laughs> it won't happen. It won't happen. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, Miles Turner's out with an injury. Gary's Garland, um, he had a pretty weird – I mean, I don't think it was bad, but he had a pretty nasty injury against the Raptors in the third quarter. He, Gary Trent accidentally poked him in the eye with his pinky, and he, it was like a cut inside his eyelid. It was like – it was bad, and it was like swollen and everything. So, um, yeah, but, I mean, so far, I mean, yeah. I mean um, – Danny Green joined ESPN as a part-time analyst, and I didn't even realize Danny Green was on the Memphis Grizzlies.
0: Yeah, I forg- Danny Green was last with the Sixers, right?
1: Yeah. That was his last team. Then, like, the um, Lakers, the Raptors, the Spurs. like <laughs> It was like on every team in the NBA. Um, he was with
0: the Spurs for a long time. Then he went to the Lakers. Oh, no, went to no, the Raptors, then Ra- the Lakers. No,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then he went to the Sixers <laughs> after that. <laughs> yeah,
1: and that's in the Grizzlies. And now so the, the Grizz- Grizzlies. Interesting. The Grizzlies. I mean, I I watched. I mean, on social media, I always get like the the, the highlights for all the games. And then like, I saw them versus the Knicks. I mean, Traoré looked like he was. I mean, he was obviously playing really good. But like, they always like they're kind of like joking around. But then like, <laughs> the Knicks made the game go to overtime, and then the Grizzlies barely won in overtime. And then the Grizzlies lost to the Mavericks by forty, a forty piece that would that would that's a nasty that was right crazy there. i didn't see i mean obviously it, but, it's one game but it's like but John moran had 20 points Luca had like 40 man and then the suns beat the mavericks and i saw like some of the people that i follow on instagram are suns fans and they're posting stories like yeah that's revenge right there like bro, <laughs> bro, it's the second game of the season you gotta chill. <laughs> literally yeah yeah i, I mean, mean i
0: think i think if I looked at the standings right now, and i could be like, what's going to change the most? I think the Lakers will be like 10th seed-ish. I think that the, the Blazers are going to drop. I think the Jazz are 100% going to drop. Um, the Hawks are definitely going to drop. The, the Sixers and Heat are definitely going to move up a little more. Maybe maybe the Raptors too. I don't know about the Raptors. We'll see. <laughs> um, the 12th seed? And-
1: are you Are you serious right now? We're yeah, like not another
0: tied the 12th seed. We're well, not they could gonna be, be ninth too.
1: We're not gonna be the ninth seed. Never know. We'll be Never the know. sixth seed. If if we're if we're the sixth seed or the seventh seed, like yeah, I'll be happy if we're the seventh seed or higher. But it's gonna
0: be tough. So. The Celtics are 100 percent the best team in the NBA right now, though,
1: I think. That's debatable. I'm not saying I have a team that, that I that I think is better, but I'm, uh, that's debatable. The Warriors, I mean, everyone's saying the Warriors. The Warriors lost the Nuggets. Yeah,
0: that, the was, Cavs, that was interesting. Like,
1: okay, honestly, if I'm being 100% honest with you, I think, I don't know if they're the best team in right now, but one of the arguably the best team in the NBA right now is the Pelicans. The Pelicans... I can don't, I can see that the Pelicans. I'm not saying they're gonna be the best. I'm not saying they're gonna be number one in the West. That's a very, that's just a that's a very like that's just Bold a dumb statement. Player. Yeah, you you don't you don't know it's gonna if that's gonna happen or not. But the Pelicans, like I'm not saying that just because I watched them in the Hornets game, but I watched them against the Nets. They're, I mean, the return of Zion really fueled their momentum, and they've gone crazy. I mean. McCollum although you know he had a little bit of his of a slump at, in his in his like last couple months with Portland I mean Brandon Ingram and Zion and CJ are a nasty trio and honestly if you want to sub in trio for or uh, CJ for Jonas Allen Chunas as the th- as the three in their trio that, that's it's an insane trio and then you have some guys that you've never heard of like Herbert Jones or um what's that kid's name um I'm looking at him. Uh, Jose Alvarado, um, Trey Murphy the third. Like in, my, in the game the game that I was, Trey Murphy was knocking down like five three something like that. You know, Jose Alvarado was doing this little sp- from behind steal like he always did, and I was trying to scream to Mason Plumley to not be stupid and up behind you, go behind you when you're dribbling. Yeah. And then Mason Plumley was so weird. Like Mason Plumley shot a ball with his left hand, and he's a righty. And we were down by, like, 20. And I think – I don't know if he did it on purpose. It was so weird. Like, yeah. he's ra- he randomly shot his – like, he shoots righty just like normally, right? And then he just went mm-hmm. randomly on, like, a sh- sh- ball. And he just shot his left hand, and he made it. It was so funny. Like, for some reason, he just randomly did it. But then, you know, they have Larry Nates Jr., who was a really good player inside the paint. You know, they have Jackson Hayes. Don't forget about him. I mean, known for his dunking, obviously. You know, Willie Hernan Gomez, who, you know, was really good um, in terms of rebounding. So, you know, Pelicans, I think the reason why I think they're they're going to be really, really good this year is because, one, you know, you can really see their stars in Zion and Brandon Ingram. Then they have a lot of depth in their in their bench and, you know, in their starters as well. And, you know, they have a lot of they have they, they, you know, they have depth in every area. They have depth in shooting. They have depth in rebounding, passing. And they moved the ball well. And that's honestly not non-biased. I mean, that's something that the has really improved this year, you know, because yeah. a lot, you know, you, you can always see the star players having the ball more than others. They're not passing, trying to go more one-on-one mode, but, you know, passing the ball, honestly, I think that's like the difference between like a good team and a great team. is like passing the ball and rebounding the things that don't involve scoring and like defense, like some, I forgot who, oh, I forgot who said, it. somebody said defense win championships. And honestly, I believe that because good defensive possessions turn into good offensive possessions. So that's yeah. why I think that the Pelicans are gonna be really, really good this year.
0: Yeah, I think okay. Here's the thing about the Pelicans. I think they're they'll be good. If Zion is healthy, and yeah, I think Zion, Zion is, you know, yeah. his obviously actually, I think I think we'll ignore injuries. We're just gonna assume everybody's healthy. I think Pelicans will easily be one of the best teams, but I think another really sneaky team is gonna be the Clippers. I think the Clippers are going to be very good this year because Kawhi's gonna come back, he's gonna have an amazing year as always. Paul George is there, they added John Wall to the to the mix. They have Reggie Jackson, Nick Batum. Their team is already quite deep. And they add, adding John Wall, I think, will be that like that final piece that they need to be like a championship contender and be one that's there in the playoffs. Because John Wall will be great as a th- he just, he's not good as the main guy. He he's not he's not you're not gonna win a championship with John Wall as your main guy. But John Wall in that like third role where he's gonna be just facilitating the ball and you know kind of taking a step back, getting his shots when Kawhi and Paul George feed him. Um, I think that is gonna be very helpful to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the um, I'm stuttering. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say, oh my god. Um, the, yeah, the Clippers, yeah. I mean, obviously, we had like you said about Kawhi coming back. I mean, you had Kawhi sit out for the on the bench, just you know. I mean, Wait, why did, why did he sit on? Why did he come off the bench in those first couple games?
0: Just like a minutes restriction, you only played like 18 minutes per game, really. Yeah, so. something
1: like that. Yeah, so. I think when he comes back to full strength, because he scored like, what, 15? He scored like 15 points in 18 minutes, which is good. So, you know, yeah. if he really comes back. He had the game form... winner,
0: too, for the, for the Lakers game. He had the game winner.
1: Yeah, so I mean, Kawhi is, I love Kawhi's game winners. I mean, we remember the, yeah. the the famous one. Um, but the Clippers have, you know, Kawhi, you know, like you said, all those other guys. They have Richie Jackson, um, John Wall. I mean, they have a lot of guys who can, like, Terrence Mann, you know, we saw a, a really big glimpse of him. You know we have the former router himself, Norman Powell. Um, but in all seriousness, like Norman Powell was is really good. I mean, he's averaging this year, he's averaging 12 points per game, but it's only been the first few games. But I remember last year that he averaged like 22 23 points per game for, for this team, uh, for the Clippers, yeah. And, and then their coaching staff, I mean, you have Tyron Lue as the head coach, Larry Drew, who's the former Cavs coach, um, as their assistant coach, so um. Yeah, and then and then also one thing that I noticed from watching a few of the NBA games this year, I mean, shoot, the Chiefs won. Um, But anyways, (laughs) you know, from from the first few games, um, you've you have you've had um, you know bench some players coming off the bench, playing like starter minutes. I mean, you've had. um, I remember yesterday, um, the Raptors were playing against the Heat, and um, I think it was. It was either Tyler Hero or it was um Gabe Vincent. Oh, it's it probably was probably Max Truce. Max Truce. Max it was Max Truce. Oh. Um, Ma- so Max Truce played like 38 minutes per game, or 38 minutes in that game, and that's like starter mm-hmm. minutes because he was just so effective. So you know, I've kind of seen the pattern. of like if you if you have somebody who comes off the bench and he's like super effective, then you know the coach can to put him in for more minutes. You know. And it could be effective. I mean, it wouldn't be good to have the a, a starter out. Like I think today in, in the Lakers game in that final possession where LeBron missed the shot. I mean, I think Russell Westbrook is one of the best, is one of the clutchest players in the game right now. So you know, with this really really famous game winner. So honestly, I, I'm kind of I'm confused why they were so like he's not gonna like he's not going to shoot the ball and it's going to go over the backboard into the stands. Like that's, that's he. that's he's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, you know, he, he, yeah, he's like, he may not be good at shooting or he's in a slump, but he can score a game. winners. he can be one of those, like, you know, what's the, there's like a phrase for it, but like, you know, take the ball off the, off the uh, inbound pass and just shoot it. Like stop and shoot. I, I forgot. But, yeah like full trust like this year full trust like trust and passing the ball like passing the ball and trust are related because you know the star player needs to like trust you know everybody else in the team to make plays like Damian after the Blazers game Damian Lord had a post-game interview and he was talking that you know he gave full trust and you know Jeremy Grant to like have that final position where he would go he went over LeBron and AD and scored a layup which was a tough layup so you know, Damian Lewis, the trust is important. That's why we're going to develop. So, you know, we have, you know, we have some yeah. firsthand. We have some trust from Damien Lore that, you know, what I'm saying is true. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I think. I mean, that was kind of long, but.
0: Yeah, I think it's just a very exciting season. Um, I really, personally, I want the Lakers to be a little bit better. I want the Sixers to be good because I think it'll just create more interesting mashups. I think it's more interesting to see star players like LeBron and Bede not sit in the 12th, 11th seed, but close to the top of the league. So hopefully those two teams can get better. But there's so much exciting stuff to go on in this NBA. It's like it's such a different league from last year. Um, Free agency was absolutely crazy. We're going to see, and it's not even like just watching the top teams, right? We watched, we watched those eight playoff teams and both conferences can be really competitive to see who gets in. But like at the bottom teams are also going to be interesting because it's like, who's going to get get, get Victor Renwayama? Who's going to get uh, Scoot Henderson? Like these types of questions are all going to be asked. So I don't, th- I think it's the league as a whole is just going to be so exciting to look at um, from top to bottom this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, from the like, this is like one of the first seasons where I'm actually like viewing the rookies, or who are the future rookies like Victor Omanyama? Like, I'm watching his highlights, like, and I paid attention before this season, and he's gonna get drafted mm-hmm. next season. Yeah. So, but what do you, yeah, we'll do you He's well, he's crazy, so I, he's definitely, I, I wouldn't be yeah. He's definitely, I'll be surprised we didn't go number one. Um, although Scoo Henderson is really good, but Victor Omanyama is absolutely insane, especially for his height, how he can move. So, yeah, yeah. Well, all right, guys, I think that's going to wrap up the podcast today. Um, we appreciate you guys watching today. And, you know, make sure to subscribe and like the video and, you know, comment down below, you know, what y'all think of the NBA season. And if you guys have any recommendations for any future videos, just let us know. Um, we'll, we'll have an episode next week as usual. So apologies for, you know, the long break and delay. Um, but with that being said, um, me and Ake, we'll see you guys in the next episode.